Hello and welcome back to the fifth episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset with me and Athena. How are you doing, Athena? Excellent. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing wonderfully. Um, just enjoying life in a, in a new free world, let out, let back outside. I've been here enjoying my substantial meals and all. So obviously this has been a week that we've got out of lockdown, uh, but it's also now approaching the end of 2020. So I thought it'd be nice to look back at the year of lockdown, just pick out one, one or two of those little events that certainly couldn't have happened in any other year. And the first I'd like to go to is a family who lived in Leeds uh, and also live in Harrogate. And interestingly, Leeds and Harrogate currently in tiers two and three, which means that their house is in tier two and their garden is in tier three. <laughs> um, which makes it quite difficult to know if they're allowed to do anything or go outside or have friends around. Um, but then this reminded me there had been quite a few incidents of this and one of my favourite examples of this is in the town of uh, Lannanmonarch which is in Paris in Wales uh, and yet it's also in Shropshire in England and there's a wonderful article that I found where there's two pub owners and one is the English pub and one is the Welsh pub and they've been balancing these lockdowns as only one of them's ever been allowed to be open at any given time. Uh, and I thought that was quite a nice way to be able to decide on which pub you're going to. <laughs> uh, of course, by far the best example of this is in exactly the same town where they had their golf course, which in the first lockdown, uh, golf was allowed in England, but it wasn't allowed in Wales. And 15 holes were in Wales, whereas there were three holes at this golf course that were in England. So, were you allowed to play? Um, they spent ages debating this, and I remember being quite engrossed in this story, but um, I'm not quite sure what it got to at the end. But yeah, that's been my lockdown highlights, is people who aren't quite sure if they're in lockdown or not. <laughs> but yeah, there have certainly been other good things to come out of 2020. I've been going... Uh, be valuing my outdoors a bit more and it's good to see like a little bit of lasting change that might come from this so Barcelona this week have increased their already quite ambitious plan to pedestrianise a third of streets in their city um, and they've decided they're going to go actually full out with that bring it forward a few years uh, so it's just good to see like some positives that have come out of this so no matter how bad it's been um Barcelona will be nicer so next time you go there you've got an extra bonus and then as as everyone listening to this show will know as well um, there have been some awful and some acceptable records broken this year <laughs> and the most questionable and I want to beat you here because you've come up with some pretty shocking records that people have achieved this year um, I believe that maybe the worst, this is the first slightly immoral one we've had, is the man who managed to drive from John O'Groats in Scotland to Land's End in Cornwall in less than 10 hours. Um, what? Yeah, which is pretty crazy, but someone's done a little bit of maths, and if you drove at the speed limit the whole time, didn't take any stops, take you 15 hours. 
Mm. Little bit naughty there. <laughs> well, you know what? That reminds me of a story I read about how two Englishmen uh, in September went from the very end of Cornwall and recycled all the way up to the very top of Scotland. Mm. And it took them about two weeks. I think my favorite part of that story is that each night they would have dinner in a pub and they'd have two pints each to ensure that they would still go the next day. Yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. It's all about, you only really have to go cycling to get a pint, don't you? So uh, it's nice that they managed to keep to that, even though they were doing a slightly more ambitious cycle than, uh, than I'd managed. <laughs> so now you've heard my um, claim for worst record of the year. What have you got for me? What, what have people been up to this week? Uh, so we've got one of my personal favourites so far, because uh, as a student, I find it extremely relatable. It's the fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta. Yeah, that's certainly a very, very relatable one. Uh, definitely stuffed a bit of pasta in over the years. I reckon that you could get through pasta in a minute and a half, but I'm not really sure. 26.7 seconds. 26 points. Hmm. That's very impressive. I don't know if I could even like down a bowl of cereal and that's basically liquid at this point um, in that much time. <laughs> Finally, a practical one. If you're in a rush and you need pasta, that's going to come in handy. <laughs> uh, we've also got the fastest 50 metres rope climb. I don't know if this is good vibe. I am... Um, this just brings back horrible memories of primary school having to climb a rope. Well, why could some people do it? It was unacceptable. What are these people, like pirates? Very unacceptable. Anyway, so, sorry, 50 metre rope. I forgot when we were doing uh, doing that. <laughs> uh, it's a South African athlete who managed to do it in three minutes and 20 seconds. To climb a 50 metre rope? Yeah. Hmm. I'd have thought people could be better than that. As much as... I've admitted to not being able to do that. I'm very here to judge other people for not being good at it either. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, slightly underwhelmed by that. I expect better. <laughs> Still here with disappointing records. We've got one that I really like as well. It's the largest display of origami butterflies. That's wholesome. We don't normally have wholesome. That's, That's nice. very wholesome. And I've seen yeah. pictures. So basically she's made an exhibition one woman, one woman uh, yeah. and she's made an exhibition with them and so she's made up so many stuff she's made a globe that's just covered in origamis of blue and green she's made the union jack it's just it's very nice oh sick i'll have a look at that i meant to guess how many like origamis she did yeah hmm. yeah people got a lot of time in their hands i'm gonna go with maybe twenty thousand. sounds about right yeah, it was 29,416. Very, very impressive. Yeah, see, that's quite an achievement. You get something nice out of it at the end. Another wholesome one, which is the largest mm -hmm. donation of baked goods ever. Largest donation of baked goods? What, to a charity? Yeah, to like a food bank. Oh, yeah. So definitely been a big year for food banks. I reckon... A thousand kilos, a ton of baked goods. That's a ridiculous amount of bread. Can't imagine that much. So on the 22nd of October, the Grupo Bimbo Mexico 
got the record for the largest donation of baked goods to a food bank called Alimentos para Todos, and mm. it was 24,480 kilos. That's a lot. That is really a lot. Can you, like, think how heavy bread is? And I've done some very quick maths. And that's um, 30,600 loaves of bread. I can't imagine that much bread. That's why it's a record. <laughs> Top analysis. Wow. I, I back that. And it's for a good cause. Finally, we're having very good ones this week. Very, very wholesome. Much enjoyed. Uh, whilst we are still on the topic of food... We've got the largest chocolate nut bar. Can you guess how heavy it was? It was made by Reese's. 50 kilos. I'm not going to explain my workings. I don't think there were any. 2,696 kilos. Why are people so good at the worst of these things and so bad at the most <laughs> simple? This is crazy. <laughs> If nothing else, this has uh, made me question humanity slightly. <laughs> and our largest record of the day is going to be quite related to current news because, Alex, I can see you've gotten a fresh haircut. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I was straight in there. Didn't waste a moment once I was allowed out. No more shaded moustache, no more long hair. Well done, yeah, you. Yeah, the moustache went, the, the side of my hair all went. It was, it was a big day. I lost a lot. <laughs> Lost a kilo of weight. <laughs> but the longest hair that was ever grown on a teenager. That's a disgusting sentence. Um, whew, this is quite a hard one. I'm going to go with two and a half metres. It's two metres. That's a win for me. Take it. Yeah, I back that. Um, why, why did they not have a haircut? Was this grown since birth? Is this just how long it gets if you if you don't have a trim? It's quite impressive because her parents must have um, decided to have a go at this from when she was born uh, until, yeah, she stuck with it as well. Well, to be fair, I think we've all witnessed during both lockdowns that our hair is growing pretty fast. Yeah, it grows so much faster than I remember it ever growing before. Yeah, but have you ever... Like, it's impressive when athletes dedicate their life to doing something quite incredible. Um, and we spend ages talking about that. But really, they haven't dedicated their whole life. That girl dedicated her entire life up to this point, since she was born, to growing hair. Whereas, you know, if you look at all the great athletes, I doubt they started until they were, you know, halfway through their childhood at least. So, yeah. If anything, most impressive yet. And uh, what I really enjoy about this record is that she's, if she decides not to cut her hair, she's just going to like break it every day because her hair yeah. is going to keep growing. Yeah, a new record every day. I, I don't like how we've managed to get the most discussion out of this of all of the records. And this is the one where literally nothing has happened. Like, she hasn't done anything. She's just not got a haircut. Um, yeah, but that's so much like, you've got to look after it so much. Sorry. Can you imagine yeah. her yearly expenses in shampoo? I'm not even talking about like conditioner or yeah. stuff. But shampoo, Big costs, hairbrushes. Big... Yeah, finally we found something that we can both agree on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a record that has taken some effort and yet nothing. Crazy. 
I think that's a pretty impressive, impressive record to end that on there. Um, so in the week that Essex Girl was removed from the dictionary uh, for being offensive, what good news can you bring me now, Athena? I'd like to start this week's good news with um, the mention of two personalities uh, mm-hmm. who have been awarded this week. So mm-hmm. the first one is Lucy Edwards. She's a blind TikTok influencer and all her videos are about what life is like as a blind person. And it's very, it can be very basic stuff, such as pouring yourself a glass of water. You know, it's pretty educational to see that she's got a little machine that she puts on the side of her glass that just beeps when it fills water. And she has been named as part of the UK's top 100 creators on TikTok this year. That's pretty cool. TikTok coming into its own. Um, yeah, definitely been a big year for TikTok. Now that, yeah, some good and positives coming from it. I remember at the start, it was getting a lot of slating. Good for her. Very, very pleased with that. Nice to see that. The second personality I would t- like to talk about today is The Time, who has named its first kid of the year. Yes, I saw they were going to do this. And uh, this year's kid of the year is Jutan Jali Rao, and she's 15. And uh, this young scientist has produced, and I quote, some astonishing work using technology to tackle issues ranging from contaminated drinking water to opioid addiction and cyberbullying. That's more impressive than what I was doing when I was 15. <laughs> we won't go into that. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty cool award. I'm glad they introduced that. It seems to have gone to a good person too. Yeah. yeah, and she was also very encouraging. So I've read her interview. Her big message is that if you've got a patient, just completely dedicate yourself to it and like you'll be happy yeah. yeah definitely yeah it's been a it's been a good little time for you know getting into the zone of whatever you're doing so yeah it's nice to see um some big brains coming through in the future yeah. <laughs> i mean like let's be honest this uh these past few weeks have shown just how useful science is to the world definitely um, i mean not like it was in question before but, <laughs> but yeah definitely definitely vital now Good to see that coming through. Yeah. And now on to more regular good news. Um, <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, baby elephants will no longer be taken from the wild and sold to zoos and circuses after a neonatal ban has been approved. Oh. Perfect. So now we've got enough elephants in zoos already. That might just be for the US. I'm not sure, but at least you know there's some progress. Yeah, that's pretty good. We've also got the development of fabrics that can suck CO2 from the atmosphere with living algae that can regenerate about as much oxygen as a six-year-old oak tree with one t-shirt. <laughs> That's very impressive, but what I heard was six-year-old oak tree with one t-shirt, which was an image that... That's what stayed with me from the rest of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, Algae always coming up in the, you know, sucking things out of the atmosphere. You know, I think we need to put a bit more effort into algae. Yeah. 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 I, I swear it's constantly all I'm hearing about. 
that, to be honest. Uh, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I've ended up in a sort of terrible social media feedback loop to do with algae that I never wanted to be in. Your uh, algorithm has determined that the only thing you're interested in is whales and algae. Was that our first pun? Was that the first actual joke we've done on the show? It's been five episodes. We got our first joke. <laughs> Lovely. St- What's the show? <laughs> <laughs> Research has shown that feeding cows seaweed cuts by 99% their greenhouse gas emissions from their burps and farts. Interesting. Yeah, seaweed, a bit of a delicacy. Um, and now we're feeding it to the delicacies. It's quite. <laughs> that's the most circular <laughs> economy can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big on the. Uh, the cow problem there. Does anyone ask the cows? Do the cows like seaweed? I mean, feel hmm. free to ask them. There are a few cows near yeah. Bath. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of cows. It's just a bit less seaweed around here. I mean, you can probably get cows that live by the sea. I'm sure they have a great time. Hmm. Surely there's some kind of seaweed in the oven. It won't be seaweed, it'll be weed. <laughs> just very high cows everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> um, I see where you're coming from, but no. Very good. <laughs> In Rome, you can pay for metro train tickets with plastic bottles. And so far, this initiative has allowed over 350,000 bottles to be recycled. Oh, so it's like in um, like in Germany where they give you some money back as a like deposit on your plastic bottles, except Rome have cut out the middleman. You can just go straight to getting on your train, and it's more public transport. Exactly. They're very clever. I think there might be something in these moments. They could do. They could do big things. Can you can you imagine just like bringing your your old VK bottles to first bus and just being like, hello. This is oh, for my trip. Wow. So have 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 you just been a genius there? Could it be that like during school, you buy your VKs, you collect your VKs instead of eating them, which is you know a bit of a flaw in the plan. We'll, we'll work this out. And then when you get the bus down, you have to exchange your VKs, your empty VK bottles to the bus man, and then you can get a free ride if say you have I don't know twelve VKs. Hear me out. You get, you take the empty VK bottles and you exchange them for full VKs. Mm. Like five empty VKs and you get can a you full imagine? VK back. Can you imagine? that way you ensure oh. that people are not eating them. Yeah. Can you imagine how clean score would be at the end? My. This is win-win. If, uh, if anyone from the SU is listening, um, we have an idea. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, that would save a lot on cleaning. I can't even remember what happened in Rome anymore, but um, we've had a much better idea. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> um, oh, you like that one. <laughs> um, Diego is a hundred-year-old giant Galapagos tortoise who saved his species from extinction thanks to his, and I quote, exceptional sex drive and he has fathered an estimated 800 giant tortoises. See, I've heard about Diego before. He's a uh, he's a you know big name on the scene. You uh, <laughs> you, get, you get a lot of chat from Diego. Um, but yeah, it it's excellent. Can you imagine being 
being that prolific, that much of a player that you've saved your entire species. I mean, <laughs> fingers crossed it's not a situation any of us ever get into. Um, but it's nice to know that there's, you know, some idols, they've shown, they've shown what can be done. <laughs> um, the city of Vienna will start rewarding concert and museum tickets to citizens who take public transport, cycle or walk instead of drive. Oh, that's such a Vienna thing, isn't it? Vienna, they love their, they love their, you know, opera, their museums. So <laughs> they're big things. Also, as one of my lectures regularly points out to me, excellent public transport in Vienna. I don't know why this comes up so much in our course, but you know, <laughs> good to see that the, the, the three things I know about Vienna have all come together in one singular news story. <laughs> <laughs> and final good news is that. Colombia has banned shark fishing to stop the fin trade. Perfect. Delightful. Yeah, you never meet anyone who's pro-shark fishing, do you? It's not one of those stances that anyone ever takes. Um, so yeah, we can, we can all get behind that. If you are pro-shark fishing, write to us. Um, probably won't read it. Lovely. Also, let's protect sharks. Yeah, I've got to say to sharks, lockdown, not being in school, as it's very <laughs> dangerous for sharks at the moment. They, they have nowhere to go. They're losing their habitat. Also, I just remembered, I'm sorry, I said I would be talking about two wholesome people today, but there's actually a third one I want to mention. It is, uh, <laughs> it is Jessica Collins. Uh, she is Australian and she is 17. And she made a dress from mango seeds to highlight waste of mangoes in Australia when they do not fit the supermarket norms. The dress is made out of 700 mango seeds and weights about five kilos. And she spent four months making it for her design and technology class. And the result looks very nice, I have to say. Yeah, that's very impressive. That's a lot more impressive than my uh dt that i did in year uh year 12. i mean i like every other person in the country did a light um because <laughs> i had <no> imagination <laughs> but yeah that put me to shame slightly to be honest <laughs> do you still have a picture of that light yeah I, I mean i actually still have that light that's something that's still going in our house yeah uh it's a disco light too you can uh, <laughs> Oh, I love it. Of course, you'd make yeah, a disco light. But um, after a few years, it broke. Um, yeah. So now you can only have strobe. It doesn't do white light. It doesn't do any like staying on one colour. It only does disco, um, <laughs> which I think is incredible. It's like it's predicted. Um, like, very impressive, that light. I said it wasn't that bad, but it's also incredibly delicate um, <laughs> because my soldering skills didn't exist at the time. Do they uh, exist now? Excellent point. My soldering skills don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore, it's uh, it can't really be moved too much. But yeah, it's still going and it's meant to be waterproof. Although, as I said, it's all broken. So maybe it wasn't. But yeah, that was, uh, it's very impressive that they managed to do something more impressive than my you know, slightly broken disco light. Uh, although a five kilo dress does sound slightly problematic. It's quite spread over yeah. your body. You know, with like the shoulders and waist. Yeah, and it's it's an excellent talking point as well. Yeah, very good. I like that. Showing me up though, and I don't like that. 
so from one end of year celebration to should we start looking forward to 2021 um i think we can wrap this up now we can start this um and one thing that i've discovered that i can now get excited for in 2021 is that aardman are releasing a new film so i'm not sure if you have much experience of aardman over in france but you must have seen like wallace and gromit sean Sheep. yes they'll be just aware of these but yeah, they're going to have a, a new one out on Netflix, which, Ooh. yeah, I can't wait to be hungover and watch that. That'll be really <laughs> awesome. And plus, it's got uh, Gillian Anderson, which, you know, doesn't get any better than that. But yeah, that was a surprisingly wholesome episode, and I think that was quite a nice way to, quite a nice way to end it there. Learned a lot. Um, lots of people doing some quite nice stuff this week. Pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, pretty nice. Um, all right, this was the fifth episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset. And uh, you'll hear back from us next week when we come back with more good news, more records, and more good things that happened in 2020. Delightful. <laughs>